0: Welcome to Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We are so glad you could join us today. The Crosstalk podcast is in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And now, here are your hosts, Charles and Daniel. It's good to be with you today. So
1: glad you could join us. Um, We are jumping back into our topic on thinking Uh, Today, we want to think about this idea of thought control, which kind of plays a little bit off of some literary works from the past, such as Animal Farm and all those things. And what's going on in our culture. And what's going on in our culture, and and how do we control thoughts, and who should control the thoughts and the Mm -hmm. thinking, and et cetera, et cetera. But today, it's going to be more personal. Um, We have said that thinking should not be involuntary, but intentional, and so if we believe that, we have to think about the idea of controlling our thoughts. As Christians, we need to think about thinking. And I know we keep saying that. But that's really at the core of what we're trying to accomplish. We keep stepping on the word right. that
2: describes what we're talking about, but we, we got to think it. about it. Yeah, we got
1: to think about thinking, and then
2: tra- train I was ourselves thinking. How to think. Actually, I was thinking about this. Yeah, and, and it just keeps happening. <laughs> right,
1: right. So today we're going to talk about thought control, and maybe we're not again because we're more topical. There's going to be some things that we're just kind of alluding to some passages of scripture, overall thoughts and concepts from scripture. Um, to to kind of give direction for our listeners today, um, but you gave a definition of thinking. Why don't you give our listeners that definition? I think it'll help us as we work through the the material for today. Well,
2: if you do some reading on this, you'll you'll find some folks have definitions. This I just thought this helped us for our purposes today and for our purposes throughout the series, and that is that thinking is rehearsing ideas. In pursuit of understanding and applying their meaning,
1: or engaging, yes, or engaging ideas, yes,
2: rehearsing, yes. engaging, yes.
1: So we have to engage with the ideas. Then we have to embrace what we would hope is the right ideas, and then pursue how that translates into application, understanding and application. Yeah, yeah. Think
2: we want to think of that twofold. Um, Concept you just laid out there. The one is thinking as engaging ideas, which, and then thinking as embracing ideas. And I I think that we often um, don't think about what goes into our our thought processes.
1: Well, here's the thing we engage in thinking all the time. I don't think we always think about what we're engaging in, and that's probably – A lot of times it is involuntary. And and I I think we've mentioned this. I don't know if we've mentioned it yet. But on the podcast, in particular things we've dealt with, we've talked about Piper is dealing with Romans. And in Romans, there's this preaching message that he does where he speaks to the idea that 95% of what we do is just – it's done without thinking. and without, done without thinking. Yeah. And so his point that he draws, and you may be familiar with our rehearsing of this before, his thought that he draws is if 95% is done without, quote, thinking about it, then that 5%, we better be really engaged and intentional about thinking right. so that when that 95% happens, the application of that is good. Right. We have already embraced what we should know and now be doing?
2: Yeah, I think the challenge is, because we've said thinking should be intentional, well, then the thinking person – Well, shouldn't
1: the 95% be intentional?
2: <laughs> well, that's that, – right. yeah, that that begs the question. The thinking person who's actually engaging with what we're saying right. might ask, well, if most of what we do is done without thinking, then how can our thinking be intentional? And I think we're going to address that. It is – the question is, how do we make that those involuntary thoughts, subject to voluntary thoughts. Yeah. How
1: do we make that leap? Yeah. To the it's involuntary that connection. So, and I think this is a cultural problem. It, it and our culture is so devoid of what I would call good thinking, just logic,
2: right?
1: Let alone being biblical, <laughs> you know. But th- th- there's no logic to anything that we say, and if you listen very long, you, it's co incoherent to the point where people are not making sense even to the person who's not even a believer who does not hold to the scriptures as the way to think right so i think this idea of thought control in and, and how we as individuals need to as you said engage and embrace the ideas that are important yeah well, so as you said
2: uh, our first our first desire is to define thought and we gave that definition and then to look at this engaging and rehearsing. Um, I, I said in the, in the definition, thinking is rehearsing ideas. But I want to take that further and say, as we're looking at defining thought, and talk about thinking as engaging ideas, because it's more than just going over them. It's actually engaging them. And, um, and so if we develop the habit of thinking voluntarily, intentionally, then we want to be those people who engage ideas. And that's what thinking is. If you stop to consider it, when we're thinking on a subject voluntarily, intentionally, we're engaging the ideas of that subject. If someone says to us, um, you should always do such and such, we can either dismiss it, we'll talk about that later. Or we can receive it and engage with it. And as we engage with it, we're now thinking through the pros and cons of that argument. We may be uh, excusing our own behavior that contradicts it. Or we may be examining our own behavior because we think it has validity, or at least we ought to give some credence to it, at least think it through. And so we engage with it in that way. That's, That's part of the thinking process is engaging. When we do other things that require our mind, then if we're thinking, and if we're thinking voluntarily, if we're thinking intentionally, then we're engaging with. If we are rehearsing, but we're going further, we're engaging with the
1: ideas. So when you talk about engaging, is it safe to say, or is it correct to say, maybe is a better word, that we will always engage, but are we engaging correctly? Or is it that sometimes we can be disengaged and we're just not thinking?
2: And I think there are degrees of engaging, and we'll talk about degrees of thought and degrees of intensity next time. Um, there are degrees of engaging. I think you have to engage to some degree to dismiss it. Right. So there's, there's no not, non-engagement completely. Let's just say somebody said in a conversation, Christians should not go to movies. Right. Okay. Now, a person who really likes movies – and who thinks already right, decided? There's nothing wrong with going to movies per right. se. Might say hogwash, whatever. And I don't. I don't have time for that. I've heard that before. I don't. Right. I don't have to listen to that. Or they might say, "Well, what's the point behind that? Why would a person right. say that?" And might even ask the person. Now we're engaging more intentionally, more. But either way, he engaged. Yeah. Right. One is one is less a lesser degree of engagement. We dismiss it. And, again, we're going to talk about this some more later. We're almost stepping on some other stuff that's coming, but still. So there, how are we engaging? Yeah, we engage with things. Um, see a billboard that says um, – uh, I remember uh, an advertisement for the lottery back 25 years ago. Somebody's going to win. Might as well be you. Right. And we see that. that. Yeah, And immediately the mind has some engagement with that, that thought. You know, that's true. Somebody will win. The problem is it probably won't be you. But well, if now, you know numbers and probability, yeah, yeah. it's probably not going to be you. millions yeah. <laughs> of times to one chance of doing it. Right, that. right. Yeah, so that's, that's the whole idea of engaging. And we need to know that as we move forward. We're not here to actually exhaust that subject right now. We're going to yeah. deal with that subject over and over again as we move Well, on.
1: but we're talking about thought control and how do we control our thoughts and how do we be intentional. So we have engaging, but what about embracing? Well, and that's, we sort of moved in that direction. Right. So it's one thing to engage – an
2: idea, it's another thing to embrace an idea. When I say embrace it, I mean we accept it, we receive it as true or valid or worth our time. And again, that we have degrees of thought. Well, first of all, is it worth our time just to think it through? Second, once we've thought about it and once we've maybe investigated it, is it something we want to embrace as our own? Is it now a part of our thought? Our Are we embracing it as ours? So this is a part of the thinking process.
1: You know, it's interesting you talk about that embracing um – when you look at American culture, which is what we find ourselves in, in our context, and you look at the ideas that are now predominant, they are mainstream. They were once just thoughts in a classroom. Right. Or on the pages of a book somewhere. Or in a counterculture so, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, and it was fringe, but it's not fringe anymore. Which so. Would- which which I think this idea of engaging and embracing really comes to play into that because at some point we engage the idea we either said ah eh, that's stupid moving on but then kind of let it influence us a little bit and then we embraced it yeah this
2: intentionality is is referred to in Scripture when Paul would say something like let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus and mm-hmm. he describes the mindset of Christ he he intends for us not only to engage with that but to embrace it uh, when. Uh, When he says in Colossians 3, set your mind, your affections, which is the mind, the thinking on things above, not on things on the earth. Now we have to – first we have to engage. What's above and what's below. We do rehearse it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and then then at some point either embrace it or reject it. And we do. Mm. We do that. We we need to be aware. This is what we do. When we're talking about thought control, we need to realize this is the process we go through. Yeah. And we need to be aware so that we –
1: engage the whole process properly. Okay, so we're defined thought by the idea of engaging and then embracing and therefore applying with understanding. Now let's clarify thought. What is clarifying thought? Again, we referred to that last time. Are are we we talking about good thought? Um, Well, actually, we're
2: just talking about clarifying our process. Okay. uh, So the the
1: actual process of thinking.
2: Yeah. um, And – To me, there are at least three aspects of this clarifying situation. You know, some is further thinking, but if we're going to think clearly, um, there there are at least three things that we ought to do, and I'm going to go through those quickly and then a little more slowly. First, reading helps clarify thought. Hmm. You know. uh, Second, writing. Yeah, I remember you saying, "Who was I talking to? May not have been you." I was talking about thinking about thoughts and. It really clarifies it when I start writing.
1: Now I know that's true of myself. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and then listening, for instance, like a sermon or even a speech, you know. But we listen to a sermon uh, as part of the clarifying of thoughts for us. So first reading, you know, when we read, we're reading ideas, concepts. We're <laughs> rehearsing these different ideas, and um, so that's why reading is important. I know some people say, "Well, I'm not a reader." Well. I want to say, well, become a reader, but <laughs> right. and, and it may not be quite that easy, right. but that's not – that's a, a quick excuse, you know. Uh, I use my wife as an example here. She'll say I'm not much of a reader, but the truth is she does read. She reads stuff on like she loves to decorate. Right, as well, so long as I've known her, she's been reading magazines and things right. on decorating, and she has ideas flowing from her right. mind so much so that she can't leave the things in her house alone, because she has ideas and she sees things in flea markets and other places that she's engaged. That you know that I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm saying yes, it's she just reads. It's just
1: illustrating the point. It is
2: the human right. nature. We so most of us read something. But say we say you're the person who never reads anything, then as a Christian, that's a personal responsibility, to read other people's ideas, to engage and rehearse ideas that are written on a page. And it helps us to read. We do that with the Bible. That's just, we're going to talk more about serious reading and so forth later, but, but the Bible is the most important thing for us to read. Okay, say so you don't read anything else, you know, at least read the Word of God. So that, there's that. Then there's Writing. And some people journal. I've never been able to stick with it. Yeah, I, I struggle and with I, that. I don't say that now, as – I'm journal, not bragging. I wish I did. I may journal certain things. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, on a daily basis, it's not. Well, I, I just read John Piper. It was whole, Actually, his book was on thinking. He said when he made the transition from the academic world to the pastoral world, the night before, as he was making this decision, he wrote seven pages in his journal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just uh, – Okay. That, that's fine. I, I, right now. Right. But I will say, this guy can is think. a thinker. Yeah. yeah. He can think. He's, he thinks clearly. And he he expresses his thinking clearly. He right. writes a lot. Well, I write. When I study a passage of scripture, I write. You know, I write for this. I write right. thoughts down. I've got four pages of scribbled notes that have got to be put in some kind of order if these folks who listen to us are going to hear something orderly on the right. subject. <laughs> but, but writing helps. Right. It, you know, The more you write – so sometimes you don't necessarily have to write a book. You don't have to write a page of clear paragraphs that, that would be accepted in a writing class. But if you're writing, even if it seems uh, disorderly, write your thoughts, at, write your questions. You know, if you, if you read a book or the Bible and you have a question, and you'll see somebody later so, and know, oh, I had a question about that, but I can't. Well, of course, you can't remember it. You're like me and most other people. We don't have photographic memories, right. we don't remember everything we think. That's why we write it down. So, writing is good. Then, listening. For us as Christians, as the Church of Christ, it's the, it's the sermon. Or the lesson, you know. Yeah, but Proverbs
1: them. often draws this idea of the wise person being the one who's not quick to speak. But hears. Right. Yeah. Uh, or if, there is the whole phrase in the Old Testament, hear,
2: O Israel. Yeah, hear. Listen. Yeah. Uh, there is Jesus. He who has ears to hear, let, let him, him hear. hear. Yeah. Um, take heed, you know. That implies listening. Um, take heed what I say. Do not, you know, the writer of Proverbs uh, often use the idea. So, so these three are, are important steps for any Christian, any person. For that matter, if say we weren't even talking about God, Christ, Word of God, and the Church, it's, they're still important steps just in human life. Right. But for us who know the Lord, who want to follow, who want to engage the thoughts of God. Which we will talk about at a certain time. God, thinks. Uh, you need to be looking for some of our quotes to be coming out We'll be talking about some of these things. The little teasers we want to put out there, but because we want us to think about this whole subject.
1: Okay, so we have got defining, we've got clarifying. What about focusing? What, is there a difference between clarifying and focusing?
2: Yep, there is. And okay, we talked about okay, that so a little how, bit so? earlier. <laughs> we talked about that a little bit earlier. The whole idea of engaging. We when we mentioned that embracing. To focus our thought means we either choose or refuse thought ideas, mm. and we do that as we mentioned earlier. We really do it all the time we We are constantly so our life is a constant vortex of that it is it is thinking, choosing or refusing for the Christian, this is part of that co concept of renewing your mind and choosing the excellent and refusing that which is not excellent. How much what is it we want to give our minds to right, and then that brings in the whole issue of some things we'll talk about later We want to talk about entertainment and and uh, amusement, but uh we'll do that next time but again, what did we say at the first we 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 brought back up this whole concept: thinking for the Christian should be intentional, not involuntary.
1: So it's interesting, my son, who is, will be six in March, we do not think it is a wise thing for him to watch Star Wars yet because of his age and just ability to discern and whatnot. Yeah. But there is the Lego Star Wars that's out there. It's pretty, pretty simple. And, mm-hmm. But they talk about the Force and all mm-hmm. that. So he comes up to me and he makes a comment, almost like the Force is real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sounds and, and real. Sounds real. They talk about it like it's real. Well, I could easily just be like, "Oh, son, this force is not real. That's stupid." No, that's not. I want him to think about it, right? And so we talked about it. Yeah, and and I said, "Well, do you, do you realize that the force is not something that is real?" He goes, well, "Why not?" I'm like, well, let's go down the path of this. And so we worked through that. I don't want to get into the entire right. conversation right. on that because it was a longer conversation. But I do think that we don't do that with our children. We don't do that with ourselves. We don't do that as, as a body of Christ. We don't think about what we're putting in the brain. Well, we're going to talk about that a little more next
2: time when it comes to the whole idea of recreational thinking. and uh, But yes – this is the heads- that's the whole point of this podcast, of this subject, thought control, is that there is responsibility in the area of thought. When we say thinking should not be involuntary, like your heart beating, you don't ask your heart to beat. Right. <clears throat> you only think about it when sometimes you feel it or you feel your pulse, but it just does because God made it to beat involuntarily, and it'll beat until somebody voluntarily tells it to stop, and that's – only one person can do that. But – um. Uh, the brain can be an involuntary muscle, and it is. It tells us when to blink and when to throw our hand up to divert something that might hit us in right. the face. But, but our responsibility of thinking is just that. It's responsibility, and that's the whole idea behind this concept of thought control. There are those who would control our thoughts. That's what marketers do. That's mm-hmm. what advertisers do. Yes. And that's what... Some political leaders want to do. Mm-hmm. I, that's, that's not a agenda-driven statement. That's just the way it is. It's there are fact. those who it's want to reality. control what yeah. you think. Facebook wants to control mm-hmm. what you think, and they do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Google wants to control what you think. They, they know how to do it. They got it down. So the challenge is, for you and me, this is not a podcast about don't use Google, don't use Facebook. No. Uh, we may bring those up again. I don't know, but the point is the control of thought. It lies with us, and with the Lord's help, and that's where we're going with this whole thing.
1: Yeah, no, that's good, and and for anyone out there listening who's like, well, when are you going to get into the issue of maybe theological thought and developing a systematic theology or worldview or how do you apply it or how do you think about Scripture just in general? We're going to get there. Yeah, Um, but bear with us because we feel like it's important to build up right to those points. Because if we don't deal with this foundational aspect of thinking before we get to there, then you're probably going to think wrongly.
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's not just right? enough for you and I to say, folks, you need to think theologically. Okay. A
1: lot of people say, really? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, right. that's where we're going with all this. Right. That's the point. Absolutely. It's been good. So, tomorrow, when you get up, today, when you go the rest of your day, think about your thinking. Think about what it is. Control your thoughts. Yeah. Bring it about clarifying. It. Under subjection. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Thanks, everyone, so much for joining us today. You can always visit us on the web at crosstalkpodcast.org. Crosstalk is produced by Vision for Living Ministries, a nonprofit organization. This podcast is a free resource, but you can support us financially through our website. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website at visionforliving.org, where you will find more great resources. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Vision for Living or on Twitter at V4L. We also love to hear from our listeners. You can email us anytime at info at visionforliving.org. Be sure to join us next week on Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond.